It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. Strafford. 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 I don't want to S- fuck it up. Now you're trying to. <laughs> I'll do it. All right. <clears throat> I would hope that you would do it since, since I've what? known you forever and ever and ever. <sighs> What's up, guys? Welcome <laughs> back to the Walking Blind Podcast. Episode 14! <laughs> Is it 14? Is it yeah. 13? It's 14. 14. 14? Yeah. He knows because he's listened to every episode so far. He yeah. caught up today. I'm, I'm fully caught hey. up. So what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Walking Blind Podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is Mike. I'm also Mike. And today we have a special guest. Uh, he is our personal trainer, which means he's not the best. But I he's failed. here. <laughs> I, have, I have failed so far. <laughs> this, is, this, is, uh, this is my boy. This is one of my lifelong friends, Andrew Strafford. Ladies and gentlemen, we should have everybody. There's an applause button somewhere, but we don't know. We don't know how to press it. We don't know how to make it work. (laughs) We'll have that. We'll have a soundboard at some point. We actually do have a soundboard in here. Um, And I just don't know which pad is which, so I don't press the button. (laughs) Yeah, you haven't haven't labeled (laughs) it. I haven't programmed it yet. We can actually do so much with this thing that I just don't do. Um, We're babies. We can't give everything. We can't give everything at once, you know? Yeah. Got to slowly roll it out. Yeah. Let it let it build, right? Yes. Let it build. Let it build. By my that's side. How... <laughs> <laughs> I'll run away with you. That was 
Oh, crap. That was, that was off key. Trapped. Sorry, what are your thoughts? Um, so this week we, uh, we wanted to take a moment to acknowledge Mike's never-ending love for the band Trapped. Um, he's been real headstrong about this. <laughs> For so long, and his love for the band just echoes through generations oh, and generations. <laughs> hey, they're they're a good I'd, band. I had, I had the album. I'd like to, to I'd like to go along with this joke, but I feel like I have I have a reputation to <laughs> a reputation to, to hold. You know what, dude? Like, I, I think I think at this point it's so early in this podcast, and we're very very lucky that not a lot of people in our scene. Listen. Probably listen to our <laughs> podcast because they'd be like, "Listen, take take that out." Okay, take them out. What makes it okay? So I, 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 I don't listen to. I'll say it, I've never been a fan of new metal. Okay, never a fan of new metal, and so I was never really a fan of like what would be considered bro rock. Right, but. <laughs> <laughs> But there's the freaking a... song Echo from Trapped, and I I argue this until the ending tag of the chorus, the if you cut that part out and have it end differently, like not that it's a it's a good song, it's a decent song, it's a decent song, so, it's a good song. I'll give you this, it's a good song. That's that's the extent of my my love for. I close my eyes. <laughs> Let the whole thing pass me by. So I, I was, exp- I was, I was explaining this when we were driving back <laughs> from getting too much Mexican food. Yeah. And uh, so now, like, there's been a lot of trap <laughs> singing. <laughs> you know, we can go down that that whole rabbit hole, but we won't. We won't. <clears throat> Are you sure? Yeah, I thought about it. It's probably not good for our for our credibility here yeah. in the podcast space. <laughs> um, so we got we we got some questions from the Zoom. We've got a couple questions. Do we want to talk questions first, or we want to do something else first? Well, first because we forgot last time. Oh yeah, because we had I I I defend it in the sense that we actually had a licensed therapist with us. Yeah, and to oh, do I just stop myself from doing the. <laughs> If you guys noticed on the last episode, Mike just realized that he does this when he's talking. So we're gonna we're gonna try and avoid that. Yeah. As much okay. As give my hands here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a licensed therapist on the last episode, so we didn't do a mental health check. Shout out to Dylan Tyag. Yes, and I think it's just because we kind of knew, at least I, maybe I, I think we just both subconsciously knew like this could get. <laughs> <laughs> we, and we talked a little bit to to Dylan about this after the episode. Um, there was genuine concern that we had that um, like he would get on the show and then he would just like realize instantly that we're like Fuck. <laughs> we're, making things a lot yeah. worse. We're pretty damaged you. individuals, and he'd be like, "So uh, let's talk about you guys," you know. Um, so thanks, hey, Dylan. There, there, yeah. there was a couple times where. You guys would talk about something and then like you were talking about grad school and how you kind of were thinking about, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And then he's like, 
are you really gonna be upset with yourself if you get off the plan? Yeah, and yeah there were a couple moments. <laughs> there was a couple of times where I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to full. Like, Shit's about to get real. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they're going session mode now. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, my mom was like, wait, what? what? <laughs> her, her ears perked up real quick. What? Your mom had that emotional damage. Dude, that yeah, but that that episode that was a cool episode, and we did we skipped our our MPHC, MPHC our Mike Perez health check. <laughs> <laughs> For I don't I don't know if we've ever filled anybody in on that joke. So Mike here um, had an acoustic project, which was basically his acoustic songs that he put out and some some jams, a couple bangers in there, and. Um, it was labeled MPHC, which Mike Prez hardcore. Yeah, you know the joke was the joke was. It's it's a fun joke. It was a fun joke. It was a fun joke. Even even had artwork to back it up. Had art. the really tough varsity lettering. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It was. I'm the, proud of that cover. The, the album art was cool. Yeah, the album art was really cool. Um, and then so we kind of made that our own, and then you know with Mike doing his mental health checks, we came up with the MPHC, the Mike Perez health check. Yeah. So if you see us using that, you decide, is this hardcore or is this a health check? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's both. I was well, gonna say, it could be a little bit yeah, of both. it could be a right? little bit of everything. Like, so. All right, who wants to go first? <clears throat> You're the first, it's yours. All right. All right. Uh, let's see, uh, mentally I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing well. I'm actually doing, doing pretty well. Um, the stress in my life right now is manageable. Um, I've had time to all last week. It was basically just my dog and myself. And I think that was like, I think that was like good for me to kind of just like kind of almost like re a reset and, uh, and reconnect with my, <laughs> with my dog, get hey, him back. Your dog's freaking awesome, by the way. Fun, fun mm -hmm. fact. Coda is just as extra. <laughs> as the rest of your family because because <laughs> we were watching a ufc fight and uh coda was here at the house mm -hmm. and when he's ready for bed he's ready for bed he's ready for bed and he was being so dramatic he was like laying his head on the side of the couch and if i remember i'll put a picture up on i'll put a little yeah. picture up right here in the video to show you guys coda yeah he he'll uh he'll get he he He'll get your attention like any way he can, and usually he'll like jump and he'll hit you, and he'll just like stare at you. Yeah, I get your attention and he'll just like stare at you. <laughs> and then if you if you move, then he'll he'll move. He'll basically he'll walk and make sure you he's like you like you're watching him to make sure like hey like yeah keep keep following me. <clears throat> and he'll take you to his his bed so he can <laughs> go night night. <laughs> so you have to like take him to bed. He does. He yeah. just won't go by himself. Mm -mm. Aww, I know. Tuck your dog in. Yeah, and he'll uh, he'll wait up for me, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he doesn't he doesn't bark at any other dogs. He doesn't bark at intruders. He doesn't bark at anything. He only barks when his food is his food dish is empty. Not if he's hungry. Just if his food dish is empty, he barks because he always he always wants that food in there. And then he'll bark if like you're not paying attention to him. Like usually my mom or myself, if either of us are like talking to someone else, then he'll like try to get attention and maybe bark. But yeah, other than that, <laughs> other than that, he's pretty normal shit too. So yeah, mental health checks. You're good. You're doing good. Things yeah, are, doing things good. Things are on the uptick. Things are getting better. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, everything feels everything feels manageable at the moment, and uh, been able to utilize exercise, which it's in preparation of the show for for yeah. bragging rights, but it's been helpful. So, yeah, yeah, getting back into full show mode is definitely a um, it's a struggle. Dude, it's a struggle, I'm, man. This is I, this is probably interesting to no one, but when I was. <laughs> <laughs> When I was touring, when I was still touring and doing, you know, the band thing, I was able to at least, I, I, okay, so I run and sing on my treadmill. That's how I practice. And, uh, and so I, you know, I would do, I'd have like uh, our songs, which were 45 minutes, like the playlist about 45 minutes. And so I would, as soon as the song would start, I'd go into like fast jogging and I'd, and I'd sing, sing along. Okay. And as soon as, as soon as the song ends, I hit like the walk. So I kind of walk, catch my breath. Next song starts, boom, go. And I was able to do that for the whole... Forty, 45 <laughs> minutes. Whole 45 minutes. And um, now I can start the song and I can start going and I can maybe get to the chorus. <laughs> and then I have to hit walk. The first song. Then I have to hit walk. <laughs> and then when the second start song, when the second song starts, I'll uh, still be on walk. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, usually by like the third or fourth song, I can hit that hit that jog again, and maybe maybe get it to the chorus again, and then I have to go back to walk. <laughs> and it's sad. So so, so what you're saying is your, your 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 cardio is shot. Yes. Is you're yes. Which means if we were to play tonight, no way. Yeah. That's, <laughs> there's yeah. no way. So uh, yeah, but I got I got a. Uh, I got time. I'm. I will. I will be ready. You have a, about a month, right? right? I have 33 days. Yeah, 33 days. Okay, yeah. so I'm good. I'm good. I'll be fine. What do you do to get into like show shape? Because I'm. I remember when uh, <laughs> show shape was that. Well, like because <laughs> when, when Torture Culture had that show, what was that back in January? I know you were kind of trying to. I was pretty look much good the, and pretty much the same thing. Not um, lose your breath while singing. Yeah, it's just a lot of being on the treadmill, I was on the treadmill. Um, it's a little different for me because I don't sing at all. It's all, it's all screaming, heavy and screaming, ang angry man. <clears throat> but one thing that helps me <laughs> is that, um, is that we traditionally play with a lot of like, um, beat down bands where all the lead singers pretty much stand in one spot and do like the, what the fuck is up motherfuckers. Yeah. And then they just, you know what I mean? Like it's so, so any extra bit of energy that I have makes me already look like I'm doing more. <laughs> <laughs> already makes me look better. Yeah. Um, makes us more memorable. Yeah. But it, it's, it's tough, dude. When you're, when you are completely out of show shape and you're completely out of like, I mean, if you're on tour and you're doing this night after night and you're doing it all the time, like it's, it's muscle memory, right? Like right. you're still like your cardio's up, you know, jumping around, moving around, everything. Like your body is trained for it essentially. And then when you go, like in in my case, before any of this, ten years before playing a show, um, you know, it's like it's a completely different thing, you know. <laughs> so there's definitely like uh, like the first show, the first show we ever played as a band, we played that. Northern Alliance Hardcore Festival mm -hmm. up in um, up in Northern California. Why are your first shows always in NorCal? I don't know. Yeah, the first show with Creative Void was a, a, 
pretty big show <laughs> in NorCal. I wasn't, I wasn't jealous at all. <laughs> it, it's because that way, if it goes bad, it goes bad. Yeah, no one down here knows about it, so they can. Just be like, yeah, no, 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 it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, perfect. I, no, I don't. I don't know what it is. Like for some reason, every first show is like up north. Yeah, it's never here. Um, but yeah, it's getting yeah getting into that show shape is definitely it's a struggle. Um, then once you get into the swing of things, it's a little, little bit better. A little bit better. Like, yeah. So, so how's your mental health? Yeah. Like? Speaking of struggle, how's your mental health? <laughs> <Speaking of struggle. laughs> I'm, I'm all right. Um, I am mentally, I think I'm good. I think right now I'm kind of more motivated than ever because, um, I, I want to make some changes whether it's like the business, the podcast work, um, started working out again. I know I've said this 13 episodes now, <laughs> I think it was a but, but this is the most consistent I've been. Um, so yeah. And then last week's episode was definitely an eye opener because what you guys don't see is, is that we cropped, we yeah. zoomed in because you know, the first episode the around thickness. a round table, the thickness was real. Thickness was know? strong. <laughs> Um, the whole stay home. If you're, if you're sick, come over. If you're thick applied to us and we were just a couple thick boys sitting around a table and you know, that just, uh, sparked a little, a little bit of, uh, I, I'm going to need to go watch some of these YouTube videos of you guys. Cause <clears throat> I just, I listened to it on the walking blind website and I put it on and I Interesting. go, yeah. you don't even go through like Google podcasts or nope. Spotify or Apple or <laughs> <laughs> any of these other any venues? of these other platforms that uh, or found us on our TikTok, <laughs> Stitcher and Shutter and yeah. all that stuff mm -hmm. at Walking Blind Pod on Instagram, <laughs> you know, and Twitter. But you choose to go for WalkingBlindPodcast.com. Yeah, Sick. nice. You you sent me the link way back when you first put it up and that's and just, you just now started listening to no I, i've been listening i've always been about you, two episodes behind i was gonna say because i remember you yeah, you've and, and, yeah. We'll, and we'll always like kind of talk about things but then you're like oh have you got to this part yet i'm like no mm. so since i knew i was coming on tonight i wanted to make sure that i was all caught up and just that's seeing the little snippets that you guys have put up with um the guy from last week i was like yeah i really want to make sure that i listen to this one <laughs> that's fair and so i started listening to it yesterday near the end of my walk and then on the drive over i finished it up so so he walks the rose bowl right i used to walk the rose bowl um now i just for my cardio i hate running i hate stairmaster i hate all that stuff mm. um i prefer low impact steady state cardio so I like to just go for a walk. So I will, there's a route that I walk from my apartment. It, I think works out to about four and a half, five miles round trip. Mm. It takes me about an hour and 20 minutes. So I just put you guys on or I put a uh, different podcast on. Yeah. We don't need to plug any of those guys. No. no. <laughs> and, it, and it just, it, it gives me a chance to be outside for a little while, get some, sunlight get some get some of that d huh yes that that, big, that healthy vitamin d big old dose of d <laughs> that vitamin d <laughs> and, and it just it helps me clear my mind think about things and then also learn new things 
sometimes from you guys, sometimes from other podcasts. If you're learning stuff from us, man, I am. <laughs> I apologize now. <laughs> I, I have actually, for how long you and I have known each other, I've actually gained some insights to you from listening to this stuff. Interesting. So, Interessante. Interessante. <laughs> um, so for, well, first off, let's go into, how's, how's your mental health? Ooh. You know, I knew this question was coming and I've been thinking about how to answer it. Today, mental health is great. <clears throat> um, a little tired. A little, a little tired. I did oversleep. Had a long <laughs> night last night. Um, <laughs> but in general, the past couple of days, the mental health has been pretty good. Um, but if you go back the past couple months, it's been dipping a bit. Mm. But if you look at the past year, it's been pretty good. Past four years, though. Since 2018, I've been an emotional yeah. mental health wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Gone through some various ups and downs. Um, right now, there's a little bit of stress, but it's self-imposed stress because uh, I'm currently between gyms and looking for a new place uh, to work. And so, and then moving out here, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, try, trying to decide if moving out this way and hanging out with these guys on a more consistent basis is the best way to go about it or to stay in LA because that's where I live and where I'm from, born and raised. So, it's it's been quite a weird like week between the interview process and then talking to that other gym that I told you about. It's just trying to crunch some numbers. So I'm up and down, mm. honestly. It's it's kind of interesting that you you have options at this point, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. now you're you're the the ball's kind of in your court, yes. right? Because without like giving away too much information, like you're you're in a position where there's multiple gyms that have basically offered you jobs like yep. on the spot, pretty right? much, yeah. And you're just kind of like, okay, is this a move I want to make? Like, you know, is this where I want to be? Is this where I need to go type situation? Or do I stay in the comfort zone that is my life. LA and my life <laughs> and everything like that? So because yeah. for, for, for the record, and so, because obviously most people won't know, um, <clears throat> I've known Andrew since like the day I came over from the hospital and I didn't know him, but he was there. Yeah. Um, in my my grandparents and my family coming home from the hospital from being born we we, we have to always yeah. clarify that because we, we <laughs> told somebody that once and the, the person was like what why happened? were you in the hospital yeah. are you okay what happened so and so i was born um in glendale and then i my my family my family has like a lifelong family home in eagle rock yeah. like my grandparents built that house essentially which is amazing which is wild mm -hmm. um and so when I came home from the hospital, Andrew was like playing in the front yard, basically. And so we've known each other since, basically since we were kids. And then even throughout the years of like, when I was about six is when I left and I moved to the South, it was going all over the place, but I was always coming back here to California to, to visit my cousins and my family every summer. And that's when I would see Andrew. So it was like, we stayed friends, but there's those lulls in friendships where you kind of don't talk for a while yep. or like everybody kind of does their own thing or like you kind of go in different directions and then you guys end up 
you know, friends again. Mm. Um, and it's just been like that. And every, every, like there'd be a little bit of time would go by and then we'd hang out again. And it's like picking up right where you left off. Yeah. Um, and, and like, that was the thing when we were young, none of us had cell phones. Cell phones weren't a thing. They, they were for <laughs> like the investment bankers, shot callers that yeah. had the huge ones, you know, back then they had the backpack phone yep. and the car, the car phones, the, the car <laughs> ones, which were car always phones. awesome. Yeah. Didn't your dad have one? Yeah. My dad yeah. had one of those car phones, <laughs> but it was not activated. It was just in the car. <laughs> he just, he just happened to have it in the car. He never funny. use it. Cause it was like a hundred dollars to make a car call from that. And, but yeah. And so it's like, you left, you moved away. But you would come home to visit like once a year st stuff and we would pick up and we'd hang out. Um, but even then I was still just go hang out with your grandma yeah. and your aunt and stuff because they were there and I'd always, someone would always say something like, oh yeah, Mikey might be around. And so I'd go knock on the door and be like, hey, is he here? Like, when's he coming to visit? Yeah. And they would just talk with me and so we've our families have always been pretty close and everything and we, my parents have lived on that street for 41 years now so it's you, you guys are the old ones on the block but like yeah. we're we're right there with yeah, you you guys are OGs also and <laughs> so it's just like then when you came back um and like moved out here permanently Again, we were still young enough to where I was driving at the time. I don't think you were, but it was like Riverside. You know how far <laughs> Riverside is from no, LA? I was, I was driving at that were time. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and it just, it was like, yeah, that, that's way too far to yeah, go. It's so, it's so far all the time. And, and so, and then you got into the music and you were touring and stuff. And so it'd be like, I'd text you and be like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, oh. I'm East Coast or oh I'm up here or oh I'm doing this and it was like oh okay <laughs> I traveled a lot but it wasn't always for like band stuff like I was just all over the place yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah like our friendship was on pause for a while but and we could literally go what nine ten months without talking without even shooting a text or anything but then it'd be like Hey, you want to go to Frank? You want to go to Frankenstein's? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to go do this? Hey, like I'll I'll be in the area, or hey, let's do this, and we've always been able to keep that alive. And in what the past like three years, I think our friendship's stronger than it's ever been. And yeah, it's like you kind of realize Riverside's not that far. Yeah. <laughs> San Bernardino, it's not that far. Yeah, especially when you move here. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I think by the end of this episode, I'm gonna have been convinced to move out here. Well, we uh, hey, you know what? We, we want you to make that decision yeah. on your own. We want you to make that decision on your own, but you owe me one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think at this point, I owe you a couple for a lot of various different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think though, um, it, it's it really is like going back to like the your your mental health portion, like it really is kind of one of those things where you're in a position now, like I said, you have m multiple offers, you have multiple jobs essentially lined up yeah. and it's probably like one of the best positions you've been in lately, yeah. especially lately, you know? Um, so then you're, you're kind of looking at it from a sense of like, okay, I could, 
you know, do I stay in LA, which is, I've been here for, you know, for forever. 36 years. You know, I've been here for 36 <laughs> years. I've, I've, I've established myself here. My family's right down the street. Um, or is it like, let's try something new. Yeah. Right. Which is terrifying, like, which is absolutely terrifying. And so at that point you just go like, well, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and part of me is such a people pleaser that it's like, you want to come out here just because we want you to come out here <laughs> pretty much. But, but then like, I'll also talk with my family and, and they'll be like, well, no, like we want you to stay here because we need you for this, this, and this, or we like having you around for this, this, and this. And the whole family's here or you got this going on. And, and so it, it's very much like, okay, I'm going to piss somebody off with this decision. And it's, but at what point for my own mental health mm-hmm. yeah, and for the best of myself, what's the right choice to make? And that's what I've been trying to weigh out and been struggling with lately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we have an answer for you, but I don't know if it's like the, <laughs> <laughs> if it's the right answer. Like, there's there, a room right there, is, there that you could crash. There in is a like right answer. Two weeks. Yeah. There's a, there's an answer and then there's a right answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want comfort or do you want uh, solutions? Well, just, <laughs> you know, I, and I think, uh, I think if at least, and on us three, we've been through similar things at some point. I feel like for me it was my, venture to go back to school and having my identity t- so tied into music and to be away from that and to do something else was kind of it was it was uh it was terrifying but i found myself enjoying it uh even though even 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 though for a lot of it it was very uh it was very stressful um it, it was like time consuming and so i don't know i know that's like different than like uprooting because that's basically what you'd be doing yeah, but um, I don't know. But, but you basically uprooted your whole identity, though. Yeah, and you went from Mike the musician to Mike the student, and from listening to all this, like you had to fully commit to being a student, just like you had to fully commit to being a musician. Right. Like you had to set boundaries, you had to set goals, and you had to literally set yourself up for success as a student. So. Which, yeah. which is also tough because, I mean, I, I'm assuming, and I think that we're kind of like, our thoughts are the same in this aspect. Like you go for so long saying like, I'm not going to do anything else, but play music. No. I'm not going to do anything else with my life except, you know, whether it's playing mm-hmm. punk rock or just producing or writing or whatever the case may be. Like, I'm not going to do anything except this. Like, this is mm-hmm. what I'm going to do with my life. And then realizing Oh shit! I'm gonna do something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's well, and, and, and like uh, you know, I, I don't think people, <clears throat> you know, ca- people casually will, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds um, sounds like it was fun to travel and to tour and all. But it's like it's not even that. It's, yeah. not, it's not the mentality that you have to have to tour like that and to do that. It's like you said, like I had for for years. It's you have to. It's not even that you're okay with it. It's just you just you just do it. It's like you're gonna miss birthdays, funerals, anniversaries, any milestone, like for your own or for your family, it doesn't matter. You're gone. And like, it's for the betterment. Cause you're not thinking about yourself. You know, you have, you think about four other dudes, you know, and 
And it's not just like a, it's not just like, oh, well, you know, maybe we will take this. Like, no, like every tour we get that we were all in that we could do, we did, you know, making ourselves available mentally and whatever it is. Like we had to be ready to leave at a moment's notice. And yeah. And I mean, what's crazy, especially about no bragging rights is that like when, when you really look at it, the, the tours and the things, the traveling and shows that I've done are like literally just a, like a drop of water in the ocean compared <laughs> to, to like what you guys did. Because like you, like you, you literally took like every, everything that was, well, not everything, but almost everything that was offered to you guys, that was going to be beneficial, right. you know? And it was just like, if, if there was not a tour package to jump on that would benefit you guys, we just did Fuck our it, own. we're going to create our own, yeah, you know, like we're, we're going to do our own tours. And, and that was like, I I've talked about this with a couple people before, like Martin has been a, like one of my best friends in the world for a long time, but our relationship was literally like, we'd see each other and then we wouldn't see each other for six months, eight months mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he'd come home, like kind of the same thing with you. It was just, we were so used to being not around each other yeah. that like when you spend too much time together you're almost like this is weird yeah yeah and it, like obviously it's changed now it's evolved now but like you know that that was just the that was like what it was like to deal with you guys and like being friends with you guys well, yeah like when, when you don't see somebody for six months to a year and you hang out for five hours you're talking non-stop and you're playing catch-up and you're you're yeah. doing back and forth mm-hmm. Now that we hang out basically every weekend, pretty much, I'm out here every weekend. We're all doing stuff together. Like all three of us will just sit on our phones. And yeah, <laughs> we're, we're literally sitting here on the couch and we're all, or we're getting dinner or like whatever. Or what was it? Uh, for New Year's when me, you, Marin, and his sister went and got uh, Korean barbecue. Yeah. We had spent like that whole night together like i think the day before that i had been out here too and it was literally on the drive home you and i just we were totally silent in the car (laughs) we we legit run out of things to just kind of talk about and you just you turn the music on and we just we just held hands i had my hand on on his thigh Uh and it was just (laughs) we talked about the first thing that came up at that point But, but it, nice. it just, it, and there's a comfort and there's a familiarity there to where you, you don't always need to talk and you could just vibe with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we literally were all sitting here getting dinner earlier and we we're all just, hey, do you see this meme? <laughs> hey, do you see this reel? Yeah. See this TikTok? <laughs> like... No. We're trying to convince Andrew to get on TikTok so that he can see all the cool things that we see, but he refuses. You can just send them to me and I will watch them. Anyway. Not, not the same. Not the same. Why? Not, not the same. same. Why is it not the same? Because if not. you have TikTok, you can do right? it quick. And, yeah. Oh, like if, you, if you're, what, I can't believe you're talking. If, if you're in the me- <laughs> if you're a message, middle aged, middle aged men talking about TikTok. <laughs> then like, like for instance, like when Mike sends me, he'll send me like you know a couple in a row, so I can just click it and then I just. As I swiping, I'm swiping through the videos he sent me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll say like, you've received 13 new messages from Mike and you just click it and it'll take you all the way to the top yeah. and then you can just look at all of them. Oh, okay. Instagram does not do that. Instagram does not do that. <sighs> oh, okay. So my, sorry, my, my point to all this and like about the whole like <laughs> is, uh, 
you know, I think, I think whatever you decide and for how scary it would be to move out here. And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, as, trying to be serious about this and not, <laughs> yeah. and not be like the like yeah. biased about it. Just get it. your ass out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're trying not to be how we were earlier. Yeah. Uh, but I think something, something that, uh, I think could be a comfort to you is that like you, sh- you've, you strike me as someone that, you know, kind of like you'll, you'll, you'll be here. Like when you're here, you'll be present. Yeah. I think you'll actually make an effort to like, like get into like wherever it is like your like your area like you'll you'll find spots that are for you like you'll find obviously you know we will all you know our friends will be closer and that's that's a that'll be more available to you but i can see you as someone just being like you find your own bars find your own places find your own places because i don't know like i feel like when you're all in on something you give something a good chance and i feel like it even makes it easier to like to if you want to go back Cause you know, you're like, I, you know, I did this as hard as I could. And like, I did honestly try here. So I feel, I feel okay. You know, whatever, how many months or whatever you do, it'd be like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to move on now. Honest 100% effort. Yeah. Put yeah. everything into it. And There's no shame in that. Right. And, yeah. And growth comes from leaving the comfort zone. Right. True. <laughs> True. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, if, if you guys have listened to the show, I want to say a couple episodes back, we talked about my friend who we bought blazers for. Hi. This is the friend. He's a real guy. Listening to that story, which there's two stories in here. So, but listening to that story, God, you made me sound like I was just a dirty, skeezy, like, <laughs> Hey, Andrew, <laughs> Hey, like, hey, bud. Jeez. You were. No, I was, I was not. He, the, those Adidas's. Okay, the Adidas's. We're so yes. creased, you could see the brakes in the leather. Okay, because those shoes were like a year old. But you, you were just like. <laughs> He wasn't getting his haircut. He wasn't doing any of this shit. Like he was wearing these. Like, is that facts? Is that fucking, okay? Is, that, the is only, that facts? The only reason I wasn't getting my haircut, we we're in the freaking pandemic, mm-hmm. and freaking <laughs> supercuts, supercuts would be open and then they'd be closed, and then they'd be open and then they'd be closed. First off, supercuts. Yeah, yeah first <laughs> no, off, exactly. You're a grown that, man. That, that, yeah. barber. Let's I. I I had had a barber and then she kept moving and she moved so far at one point that I was like, I can't follow you anymore. Let me not make fun of Supercuts because I actually think we have some friends that work at Supercuts. <laughs> um, They're good, but they literally are just, you get in, you get out and yeah. they, they get the next person in. But no, so I was able to find a barber and I started getting my haircut and uh, doing the beard trim again and all that. But at the same time, during all of that, I was working for a gym that I never took a day off from there for facts. Yeah. For probably like eight, close to eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're like living out of your car. <laughs> luckily it was half a mile away from where I lived. Mm-hmm. So, but I was doing private personal I was training. I trying to give you a way out. <laughs> I was trying <laughs> to give you an excuse. <laughs> no. So, so I, I was, I was doing private personal training in the morning. So I was doing anywhere from two to four clients. So I'd be there for about four hours, get my own workout in. Then I would just chit chat with the GM and the owner. And then I would go home, eat something, shower and come back. And I'd work a full eight to six hour day, like a full six to eight hour shift. So I was legit putting in 
14 to 15 hours every day at this gym. And even on Sundays, I would go in and I train a couple clients, get a workout. And so my day off, I was still there for mm -hmm. three or four hours. And I just had no energy to do anything else. Like Friday night would roll around and I'd just be like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Saturday sure. night would roll around. I'd come out. I might come out here. Yeah. Or I would just be like. With uncut hair. Yes. And dirty un Adidas. <laughs> With uncut jams. Uncut jams. <laughs> And so I lost myself in that and I just, I use that as a way to be like, well, I don't have time to take care of myself anymore. Yeah. I, I yeah. we're in a pandemic. The, the shop's always closed. My barber, um, isn't available at 10 o'clock at night. I'm not going to ask him to be like, excuse us. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I, and I lived in them and I wallowed in them. I, but and, I, but I, let me, let me point out this. We're close enough friends that whenever I would give you shit for that, it's not because you weren't getting your hair cut, right? Mm -hmm. It's because I knew you were using... It as like, an excuse. Yeah, you were finding reasons to just not, basically not give a shit about yourself, Yeah, right? Because it wasn't, it, it really didn't have anything to do with, with the shoes or the haircuts or the clothes or anything like that, right? It was more about like, like you're not just in general taking care of yourself. Yeah. So it was like the little steps to be like, hey, Start to feel better about yourself. Start to feel better. You know what I mean? I, I was so bad. It was, I was bribery. In, <laughs> I I was in such a depression. Um, like I hadn't cleaned my apartment in like four months, so there was dust and dirt and just hadn't cleaned the bathroom, the sink, the like yeah. anything. And so, right around the the time of my birthday, I had finally been like, yo, my my fucking apartment is a pigsty. Yeah cleaned it up like cleaned up one room mm. and i was like cool the next day i cleaned one room yeah but i did something right like mm. I, I, I cleaned I the studio area like oh, my, oh, yeah, my yeah, living yeah. space but then the next day i was like okay now i'm gonna focus on the kitchen the next day i focused on the bathroom mm. like and for the first time like in a while i cleaned the tub cleaned the tile everything and i was yeah. like okay the weekend of my birthday, when we got the shoes, I was actually supposed to be working, but yeah. I had taken it off because a friend and I were going to go to Vegas. He bailed. Um, he he couldn't get the time off anymore, um, and we we ended up not going. And then I was hanging out with some other friends, and I was already I was already drunk, <laughs> like, and I I slept off the buzz, came out and saw you, and you're like, come on, let's let's go. Let's go shopping. And I was so resistant to the shoes, to everything. I was like, that's ugly, that's ugly, that's ugly. <laughs> and then you legit looked at one pair and you're like, you're like, I own those. And the last time we went out, you asked to wear those. He's like, yeah. so shut up. You don't think that these are all ugly. You're just being Yeah, like you're a just punk. being a dick. <laughs> being a hater. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. Got those shoes. And yeah, he's like, you're putting these on right now. And he goes, and also your socks are fucking trash too. Like, he's like, here's some socks, dude. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, the socks were trash. They were, they, <laughs> they were, they, 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 they were stained. They were old, like everything. And you know that feeling. You know that feeling when you put on like a fresh ass pair of socks. Oh, yeah. 
It's like the the best, right? And when you have these socks that are just like, you could tell these things have been through through hell hell and back. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, grab some socks, too. (laughs) Let's let's do this. And and legit, we're in the car. We're we're on the way to, like, Cludes and, like, that whole, like, little area. And he's just like, you're putting these on right now. And he's like, put those socks on. Put those shoes on. And we are throwing this box away. And I'm telling you, when I go to throw that box away... And I just happen to look up, and this girl whew, just <laughs> gives me the one over and then does the hair tuck. I was just like, it's magic shoes. I'm like, I'm like, this, this can't be real. Like, it can't be this easy. I could, like, it, and this is the thing I couldn't have, like, that, that couldn't have gone any more perfect. I, I swear on everything because obviously, shoes. Shoes are an important part of the outfit, you know, whatever. But it was just that moment that all kind of came together. Yes. Right. And and, and he had always been talking. It was a gift Honestly, from the Lord himself. <laughs> if it wasn't for that girl, I probably still would have just been like, eh, whatever. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten into shoes like I did. I wouldn't have gotten into looking at my appearance as much as I, I was after that. Um, because... A week later, a buddy was moving to Texas, so he had to go on a away party. And I showed up and I was talking with him about that. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I put these shoes on. This girl did this. And he's like, yeah, man, it's, it's the three S's. It's uh, sneakers, shades, and scent. And he's like, you get those dialed in? And he's like, everything else starts falling into place. We and have a completely different definition of three S's. Mine's like <laughs> shit shower shape. <laughs> That's my, my first. Well, like, I mean, that that's the main one. But mm-hmm. you, like, yeah. in regards to that right. kind of stuff, he's like, yeah, he's like, get those in order, and things start kind of happening. And I was like, oh, okay. And we we talked about cologne and all this stuff, and I was just like, okay. But yeah, because of you though, I have nine <laughs> pairs of shoes now. I think, and every time I come Not hang out fault. with you, I, I sit there and I'm like, okay, I want to wear these shoes. Got to, I got to put these jeans on. What, what shirt goes? With, like I sit there and I start having like little mini panic attacks, <laughs> little, little anxiety because I'm like, Mike's gonna talk shit if I don't look. I'm like, not gonna talk shit. <laughs> you, you'll make a comment, but so the second story about all that stuff that, that that's really funny is, I was listening to that episode on Thursday night. Okay, and I was out for a walk. And I just ordered last week a new <laughs> pair of shoes. <laughs> so here I am listening to you guys and you're talk you're telling the story about the shoes. I'm coming home from my walk and right there on my doorstep <laughs> yes. is the new pair of shoes. <laughs> I'm literally, again, listening to you guys. I open up the box, I take a picture and I send it to Mike and I'm like, they've arrived <laughs> and i'm You've like created a is, monster I'm like, i know i'm like this is so weird though hearing you tell a story about the first pair of shoes and then here i am opening a new pair of shoes like martin and i were at the mall earlier and we were at Foot Locker, and i literally pointed them out and i go andrew just bought those and he's like these i was like yeah he goes okay <laughs> they're actually really cool. <laughs> i like <laughs> so it's just and my whole, my whole viewpoint on a lot of stuff has switched in the past seven months. Because we're we February now, right? Yeah. Like the last seven months, ever since then, it's 
you have to be cognizant about how you look because look good, feel good, feel good, look good, right? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like what you said on... Feel good, you play good. Huh? (laughs) Feel good, you play good. Yeah. It's kind of what you said on the podcast a couple weeks ago. If you're going out and you know you're getting out of your car somewhere, you're showering, you're doing your hair, you're, you're brushing and everything, like you are looking clean and presentable because you have no idea who you're going to meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a personal trainer, when I'm working with clients, that's super vital too because <laughs> it's personal training and fitness is such a image. Yeah. Like I've legit had I people look you. at me. I hate you. We've had this conversation before. And, and that's why I'm talking about it. Because oh, you were making fun of I don't even how I used to dress in the gym. Like, Jesus, like Mike, Mike just tears listen, me apart as much as he can. Listen, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's from love. love. True, what is yeah. it? True friends stabbing in the front? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I was telling Andrew, I was like, hey, man, if you're going to be like trying to get new clients and trying to train them, like you should look like a trainer and he's like i'm here to work out i'm just wearing sweatpants and a tank top and i'm like dude you're wearing sweatpants that have been cut into capris they were not cut they were made that way okay (laughs) they were shorts they 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 were real long they were they were very long shorts but they were under armor (laughs) they were made that way so no and i had those things for fuck five years six years something like that and you could tell and he, he was wearing faded, he, stained. Fucking. He had the rock sh- Under Armour shoes. Awesome. Great to work out in. Had a hole. There were a hole in the shoes. Mm. I was like, dude, you got to. <laughs> your clients are looking at you oh, for motivation. Yeah. You know, they're looking at you. Yeah. You that know? hole like showed up like the first month I had it. So I was pissed. Um, but no, and like, yeah, I would work out in tank tops that were double XLs and stuff. And it just was not looking the best and again i was like fuck it i'm here to work out but if you're working out in the gym that you work at you should look presentable yeah and and that's the thing okay so i i want to make this clear also like i was giving you shit one because you're my friend and two because you're there as like you're you're it's your business right like you're there to it's your job right i'm not saying that like the people that go to the gym and wear baggy clothes, baggy sweat, old clothes, whatever. That's that's not my problem. No. Right? It's anything that you do to work out, I don't give a shit what you wear and if you're bettering yourself, great. Mm-hmm. What I was giving you shit for was, hey, you're trying to sell yourself. Yeah. Like you're trying to sell yourself. And that and this all stems from like at that time, you know, we're going back to the mental health thing. At that time, like I knew where you were at mentally, in like in your head, right? Like you were you'd hit like like almost like a, <clears throat> you weren't depressed, but you were like, okay, things, things aren't the best right now. And you know, I'm just doing what I got to do, you know? Yeah. Cause that was right around after me and my ex had broke up and yeah. it was just like, I just don't give a shit. And mm-hmm. I, again, this was, I was working at a different gym at the time. And again, I was losing myself in work, working six days a week. I would, I had anywhere from like, seven to 10 clients a day. And I was just like, I don't care. (laughs) And it's like, you, you can't inspire somebody else to care about themselves if you don't care about yourself first. 
and it, it's kind of like that whole you can't give if you don't have anything to give mm-hmm. so it's you, you have to take care of yourself first before you could take care of anybody else and no man i i i have been learning some hard life lessons over the past four years and but again it, it's it's and, all helped me improve and change and develop as a person so it's good and also for the record <clears throat> and if, if anybody else comes to me and you know ever talks to me i don't approach every situation the same okay <laughs> <laughs> andrew once again one of my oldest friends but also responded to that tough love yeah. right like whenever i would be like hey man like you know things are gonna get better you know things are gonna be cool it's his response was generally like yeah whatever <laughs> you know and i'm like all right then <laughs> stop being a little bitch, <laughs> stop being a bitch. <laughs> you know like <laughs> different tools different tools in the yeah. utility belt we gotta yeah. use um but i will say this i i'm actually really really impressed and really proud of like how far you've come Boy, thank you because there was there was a point in time where you like when you first started training and lifting weights like we all kind of went through this super thick boy stage where we were fat i I think i was 240 at my heaviest like no muscle mass just flabby and just eating all the time um and you were right up there i think you what was your heaviest at my heaviest i was 249.8 okay and now mind you i'm a shorter <laughs> much like stubbier guy but for you like i remember seeing a picture that you posted where you had just started lifting weights mm-hmm. but that was it like you were lifting weights and still living the lifestyle that you were living where you're like drinking and then eating hot cheetos and uh drinking monsters <laughs> you know yeah. um and that, so that like was my breakfast of champions <clears throat> for eight years in a row Oof. yeah and and like you got to a point where you're like, Hey, I'm working out, but there was no diet. There was no anything like that. And I remember you posting a picture where you were, I think you were at a game. Oh, the, the Stanley cup game yeah. or like the, the hockey game. Yeah. And we like, we were friends for so long. I didn't realize that you'd gotten that big. I didn't realize I had gotten that big. I <laughs> Dude, looked you back need at to that see picture. This picture. It's insane. I looked back at that picture. And I was like, Holy shit. And no, there, there's another picture that's on my Instagram that I'm gonna pull it up. that goes from like when I was at my heaviest to I was about 220-ish, which is right hovering kind of where I am now. And I was like night and day different. But I only take pictures when I think I look good. So the fact that I took that picture when I was <clears throat> so out of shape, I still thought I looked good in that picture. Then a side-by-side comparison, I was like, holy crap. I don't think it's not, well. There's one in here. Yeah. So right. that that's so look, look at him on the left one. And I know this isn't great for the the audio listeners. We'll maybe throw an image up here. Dang, doesn't even look like you. No. <laughs> so like you you got to a point where like and look I'm wearing those those, those capris in both those pictures. The capris. <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, Mike, the, the, are those shorts? <laughs> they are shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Those look like baseball pants without the cuff. I, I would give you the pass if you were sagging. I would but you're say, 
<laughs> you're not, no, I'm not. Like, if you were sagging, but you're not sagging. And like they are way. They're like at your knee, your yeah, shin. They they are at your shins. At yeah, your shins. They they are insane. See, people, I don't just tell stories to make them sound interesting. Like there's <laughs> validity to what I'm saying here. But yeah, no. So I I personally started working out when I was 20 years old. Um, I was hanging out with some friends that had all been working out, lifting weights. Um, one guy had actually, when we were 18, he lost a hundred pounds in a year just from running the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, and he looked damn good. And then he met this whole new group of friends and they were all working out. They were doing all this stuff. And so I started hanging out with them. And at that time I was getting pretty hefty and at the time yeah oh my god yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna snap this and then i wanna wanna show the hey for all you audio listeners go to the video hopefully i remember to put this in there yeah um and so i i was hanging out with them a lot and i was just i felt uncomfortable being around them because i was so much bigger than they were in my high school And, and i was like i was like you guys gotta teach me how to work out and so one guy was like, yeah, come over. I got some stuff. And we would do chest one day and we do arms the next day. Chest one day, arms the next day. That's, Hold- the, that's the, the, the bro workout. Man. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like ultimate like bro workout. <laughs> and did that for four or five months. Then I went away to college. And the first year I just, I stopped working out again. But my senior year of college, I used the gym uh, the school gym, I was there Monday through Friday, did the same exact workout every single day. And I would go on Monday, I'd be able to bench press 135. And then I struggle with like 75 pounds on Friday. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm like, this makes no sense. And then it's, you kind of start learning and realizing you're like, you have to train everything else too. Yeah. Well, no, it, I was doing Great. a full body workout five times a day, five times a week, or five yeah. times a week. I, mean, yeah. so, I was yeah. I was doing the legit same workout every single day, and I was like, "Why by Friday am I so like? Why dead? am I more weak? Yeah, yeah." And then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you actually have to let the muscles rest <clears throat> and heal." And that's when I first started learning how to work out. And when I moved back home. I literally lay there for a week and I was like, I'm getting fat again. I need a gym membership. And I went and signed up for 24 that day. Been working out at 24 basically ever since. Same gym, everything. Um, And so basically I was what, 22 at that point when I signed up until I was 32. Spent a decade working at Children's Hospital in healthcare got super burnt out, took a couple management positions. And that's when I really started drinking more. And that's when I started eating really unhealthy. I was still working out, but my workouts were suffering. I wasn't being consistent. And that's when I totally ballooned. And I was like, and it happened so gradually that never even noticed. And then also now I was just, I remember I stepped on the scale right before Christmas of like 2016 and it was like 
holy crap, I'm 249.8 pounds. Like, I refuse to get to 250. 0.8. Yeah, 0.8. I was 0.2 <laughs> away. I was like, I refuse. You're like a, a good eight glasses of water away from being <laughs> at like 250. So I told my parents that day, and mind you, this was like two days before like Christmas. I was like, I want a Fitbit for Christmas. And to their credit, they went out and they got me a Fitbit. And it started very gradually. I would keep working out, but I just, I started walking a block. Mm-hmm. Like just literally walking around the block of the gym. And would do that like two times. And I'd be like, okay, got some cardio in. And then some friends were like, hey, let's do a weight loss challenge. And so the three of us did the weight loss challenge. And that's also when I was like, I'm going to stop drinking for like the new year also. So with the drinking, starting the cardio. And again, I hate running all that. So it was just, okay, walk the block. And then it was walk a couple more blocks. Also, and I was walking a mile after my workout and the weight just started coming off and then i plateaued at 217 couldn't get down from there so then i hovered between 217 and 225 for a couple years 2020 i was going to do a bodybuilding competition the first and i started the day after the super bowl so it was like february 3rd of 2020 was my contest prep Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I knew I know how to work out. I know how to eat healthy, but mm. didn't know how to do anything for bodybuilding. Mm. Went out and bought a whole bunch of broccoli, a whole bunch of ground beef and a bunch of chicken. Didn't have any measuring tools, anything. And I just literally <laughs> cooked it and I ate that meal like six days a week yeah. like, or, or six times a day. And I was like, I'm like, I can't sustain this. But I lost 10 pounds in the first week. I went from two, 235 <laughs> down to 225. But one of my coworkers was a bodybuilder. He had done some shows and he was coaching people. So I said, hey, I'm going to do a show. Can you coach me? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he made me fill out a questionnaire, some forms. And he was like. Was it a Google Doc? No. <laughs> no, it was not. I was, by the way. I, I, I'm <laughs> and... So he took me under his wing and he's like, here we go. He's like, just follow this plan and you'll be fine. And then of course COVID happened, the gym shut down. Um, so instead of preparing for a bodybuilding show, I just, I use it as a chance to lose as much weight as possible and get as healthy as possible. And a friend sat there and built a squat rack out of wood. (laughs) Yeah and had 185 pounds worth of weights and i came and got the dumbbells from you mm-hmm. and continued to work out six days a week and then that's when i was uh walking the rose bowl every night because i had a f- former client who then became a friend was doing a 2020 mile challenge in the year 2020 she had to walk 2020 miles so uh, okay, we, like, we would walk the rose bowl every night and she did a, she was doing like eight miles a day it was amazing it was impressive oh. and she she finished it like two weeks ahead of the new year and everything i was i was so excited and so proud of her um 2020 miles yeah. does that count like the like normal everyday walking yeah or, okay. yeah, yeah. It, it was just she had to so she had 
the Fitbit and she tracked it and everything. And, and there was online check-ins. And so, so I got down to like 197 on June 20th of 2020, which was when the show was supposed to be. And I look damn good. <laughs> but then I was like, fuck it. And I started drinking again. Um, I still kind of follow the same diet. I try to as much as possible, but here and there I'll have extra stuff. Like today I had some Monster and some <laughs> Flamin' Hot Cheetos because I was tired and hungry and driving out here. So, but yeah, like knowing my lifestyle, I need to work out so yeah. that I don't kill myself. <laughs> like by blowing up and all that and really screwing my my health up what's what's crazy also is that <clears throat> so you're you're i mean obviously now that you're a personal trainer your life centers around working out and training and everything and mike perez has always played baseball you know he's been an athlete <laughs> he's been an, an elite athlete um he's never lifted weights i know that is so crazy. When you told me that, that you've never worked out, like, except for like sports training, mm -hmm. I was blown away. Push-ups, pull-ups. <laughs> yeah. Calisthenics, basically. Yeah. yeah. Running. Nice to run, I guess. Like, just, that, that's crazy. I, I have a full gym out there. Don't judge me. I have a full gym out there. <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I literally just hung some clothes on it because I, <laughs> I had to dry clothes. But um, this is neither here nor there. Um yeah, there, there's a full gym out there. Uh, I was gonna say once you guys finally actually do these questionnaires and I actually program for you guys, are you guys gonna work out together? Yeah, are you that. are you getting a gym membership? Are you gonna come work out here? Like, no, I'd, I'd come out here. It's not. I've even told Mike that like I'll give him the code to the garage and he can come even. If See, I wouldn't here. know what I'm, but I don't know what I'm doing. True. Yeah, yeah. that that's when you dial my number or hit me up on instagram or like hey what should i do and that's true there have been a because so we talked about the pandemic and then we talked about like you doing the bodybuilding competition when when you were doing that i was actually like in pretty decent shape at that point because mm -hmm. i'd been training quite a bit mm -hmm. <clears throat> and there were times when like i would hit him up and be like i'm doing this exercise but i think i'm doing it wrong and he would just send me videos of like how it should have been done, mm. right? Like you should be doing this. Like he was like, Did he I? was talking shit to me about my deadlift. Damn straight. <laughs> you know? Didn't um, I create a program for you? At yeah, I didn't point? follow it. I know. <laughs> no, but, but like, yeah, I, I, I used that time to actually, during the pandemic, to start kind of learning how to program better. And mm. that's when I was first doing like, kind of online training because I, I would just create programs for friends and just be like, here, do this. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna say something? I'm going to do it. I, 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 so when you, so you, would you send him videos of you doing workouts? Yeah. And he, okay. That's cool. Cause yeah. like for me, cause I thought like, uh, like I, I've watched tons of videos on like vocal lessons and like technique and all this stuff. And so in a lot of it, like I'm doing it, but it's one thing to like do it and think I'm doing it well as opposed to seeing it, you know, cause being like coaching, like coaching baseball, mm -hmm. I would tell kids certain things, certain movements. And I know that in their heads, they feel like they're doing it, but I'm like, no, dude, you are you're not, not doing you're that. not yeah. doing that. Like, yeah. and so I started to, I started to, to film 
I started to film pra- like a kid's practice. So I would show them and they, they, they would, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm standing like straight up. I'm like, I know. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's what I've been I, saying. I, I, <laughs> I started like, I started like filming the things that I was doing or like workouts that I was doing just so I could later on go back and look at it and yep. see like, am I doing this correctly? Like I thought, I thought I was getting so low on my squats. <laughs> not even close, dude. Like my, I was like, wow, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, yo man, I just, I, I, I remember texting one day. I was like, I just got up to 225. Like, oh, no way. Send me a video. And I was going like quarter rep. <laughs> quarter, <laughs> quarter rep of the squat. He's like, take some weight off and do it right. I was like, dang. All right. Oh, there, there's a, there's a girl at the gym that I was last working at <clears throat> and she is a legit like power lifter. She, she lifts weight like, whoo, like she gets us hyped and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. And I was sitting there squatting one day and I had thrown up like 300 like on there or something, I think. <laughs> and she was deadlifting and I dropped into the squat and I popped up and she's like, so you can go to depth or like what? And I was like, ouch. Dang. I don't know. I don't know lifting terms. So she like basically is- on my squat, she was like going parallel pretty much like ass to grass and so i was oh, like, okay and i was literally mike still doesn't know what you're talking no. about <laughs> like, oh. he just said oh okay mm. yeah basically i was barely kind of like he was like yeah. i i i had to take my own advice and take yeah. some weight off and do it yeah. Get a lower, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> i was just like oh man but no i i think videoing yourself is very beneficial one you could track it helps you track things but two you could see where the hiccups and where the where the kinks are like you said with like the boys like oh yeah i'm staying straight up yeah like all the elite people i think do that they they video themselves they record themselves and they they self-adjust um it's like watching game tape yeah yeah and and i'm also a very firm believer that Everybody needs a coach. Like, I know you guys, you guys are vocalists. You guys sing, you guys scream, you, you could do all that. But no, you we guys, have vocal coach now. Yeah, you guys are vocalists. We do have a vocal coach now, too. I, mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. Like, you guys, But weirdly, not for what we actually do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just well, so you can sing your Cinderella show. Ten teams. minutes ago. <laughs> so, like, I loved hearing that you guys were like, yeah, we have a vocal coach. Like, we do vocal classes on, was it Wednesday nights? And Shout out to Wendy Kreitz. See, there we go. Sorry and I haven't been there. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's been busy. Mm-hmm. It was just Jonathan and I last time. Shout out to you and Jonathan, man, holding it down for the team. We're losing a member. <sighs> we're losing a member. Why? What's going on? She's moving. Michaela. Oh, she's yeah, moving. Michaela. She's moving. Dude, she's to moving Seattle. Like soon. She's moving on Monday. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Good for her. She's R.I.P. to a real one, her. even though you're not gone. <laughs> you I, know. Know. I thought you were gonna say, like, oh, you're not a real. I was like, damn. Um <clears throat> no, she's real. Yeah. So before before we we do have some questions. Before we I, I did have one question in relation to bodybuilding. Okay. How how much do you see, how often do you see body dysmorphia in, in the gym? Ooh. And in, because, dude, I think I, like, I look at myself and I think I'm 
the most outrageously overweight person ever, and I know I'm not, right? But mm -hmm. I still, you, I, I look in the mirror. I was gonna say window. I look in the window and I see. <laughs> <laughs> I look in the mirror and I'm like, ugh. You need, to, you need to fix your life, Michael. Um, I see it pretty often, actually. Like, like there are some people that I see in the gym seven days a week, three hours a day, crunch after crunch after crunch after crunch because uh, I got I got this love handle that just won't go away. So like I am fat, and you know what Arnold said: if it jiggles, it's fat. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean for 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 myself. I, I hate my body. Like I absolutely hate my body. When, when I look at it in the mirror, I don't see the progress that I've made. Yeah. I, I see the fat that's still like around my boob, around my waist, around my hips. Like you still see, see all the things that need to, that in your mind need to be fixed. Yeah. Right. Like, like, and it's worse cause you know how to <clears throat> fix them. Yes. And, and like when I, if I'm in the mirror and I'm flexing my bicep, I'm like, for all these years, I've never had like a cut bicep. Like I've always just had like, like this just doesn't get cut. And I'm like, and it just, it bugs me to no end. But I've had so many, I don't want to say so many, but I've had clients come to me that are like, yeah, man, like I get picked on in school. Like I'm too skinny. I'm this, like I, I need to put weight on. Okay. Well, like, what are you doing for working out? What are you doing for eating? Oh, well nothing. Okay. Well let, let, let's start working out, yeah. but let's get you eating too. Like let's get some calories in you mm -hmm. and oh no, no, no. Like calories are bad. And, and, but, or you, you see those kids that walk around like the kids that are 14, 15 years old and they're six, two already. And they're just, gangly yeah and, and you could tell that they hate their bodies and they're not used to their bodies because they're they're slouching down they're mm -hmm. they're dropping their necks they're, they're trying to be shorter than they are instead mm -hmm. of just pulling back and opening up and just standing more confidently like yeah and that's my problem yeah <laughs> and <laughs> no body dysmorphia it, it's it's a serious issue in the gym you you've said it jokingly, but it's like, yeah, the the day you start lifting is you're you're never big enough. You're always too small. Yeah, I'm someone that's not cognizant of my size. You're I, a big guy, and I never feel that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I I've had people tell me through indirect channels like, yeah, you kind of intimidate this person, and like they they want to say something to you, but they're scared of how you'll react. So we have to step in and like say something like they, they think that you're going to get mad or you're so much bigger than them. I'm like, huh? you get all aggro. I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, do you, do they not know me? Like when you start talking to me, like I'm, when I was a kid, I had a temper and I was angry and mm. a jerk, but I think I've mellowed out a lot, but yeah, I don't feel big. I don't feel massive or like anything like that. Or like in shape when we went out for your birthday, and mm -hmm. we were at St. Alice, right? That's what it's called. Lake Alice. Lake, Lake Alice. We were there. St. Alice. St. Alice. Better. Yeah. <laughs> we were there and <laughs> there was the girl that like gave the sad face and all that. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I played that up. I'm like, nah, that wasn't for me. That wasn't for me. 
uh like like she's not into me like she's into like martin or you or somebody she was blatantly staring at you i know i know (laughs) i'm like but i played it up in my head too much right but i remember even martin was there and he's like bro you are like the most muscular guy like in our group and martin's tall (laughs) martin's a tall guy Martin is tall and 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 it was just so like funny because i'm like i don't feel that much I don't, I am not confident in my body for whatsoever. It's funny because I remember you telling me that and I was like, really, Andrew? <laughs> for what it's worth, we literally, we were at a show this weekend and we literally were standing in the back. We had this conversation where I was like, how come all the front men are so small? <laughs> <laughs> and Mike's like, because we, we weren't given height or size. So the instruments look, look weird on us. We look goofy. <laughs> Big instrument. The guitar looks way too big. Yeah. Can never play, never play bass in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> I look like, oh, dude. Yeah, burnt. Yeah. There was a time in Burner State where we didn't have a bass player. Yeah. And just to make it sound more full, I was like, I can play, I can play bass. <laughs> dude, I look like a child, like trying to play and sing. <laughs> I was like, tuning, like. <sighs> yeah, no. And, and body dysmorphia for it's just as bad with women too. Like, uh, no matter what age, like th- there are women that I see lifting weights that are strong as hell. And then they'll be like, but I got the bat wings. Like my, my triceps suck. And I'm like, do you, you don't work your triceps? Like, <laughs> and you're also of the age range where that starts to develop. Like that's where your fat accumulates on, like on your body and you just don't train it so yeah it kind of looks kind of loose but if you start focusing on that like we'll tighten it up a bit but everybody has something wrong in their mind with their body when, when you go to the gym it's for one of two reasons a lot of people say to look better or to feel better and kind of what we're talking about look good feel good feel good look good and you play good <laughs> hey 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 guys hey listeners I'm not the only mean one in this relationship here because a couple weeks ago we were in Vegas and he walks into my room. I had my shirt off. I was changing. <laughs> and he said, and I quote, look at those boobs. When we get home, we got to get you on a program. <laughs> and I said, that's fair. Get out of my room. I took your dress. We were all very bloated uh, as well from that. I think I gained eight pounds from all the food and alcohol that that, that weekend. Um, well, that well, that being said, let's let's jump into some questions. Yeah. That way we can we can stop talking about our our uh, our insecurities our, and our, our the bodies. bodies of Greek goddesses uh, that we all have. You know. Uh, oh yeah, so you've got the question. I got the question. Yeah. Uh, let's start with this one, and I think. For your podcast, this could be a whole episode, but um, I even had, I'm, for anybody that's wondering, I'm not in a band, I have no musical talent whatsoever, but I do think some of these questions are relevant anyway, and I could give some good insight too. You hear him singing in the car. No, no one wants to hear that. Like, <laughs> like your whole little thing of, oh, everyone sounds better in the shower? No, <laughs> not everyone. But Let go, let go, let go, let go. <laughs> Yeah, all right, let's go. Let's do this. All right, so this this comes from Max, and Max actually asked a bunch of great questions tonight. So mm-hmm. thanks so much, Max. Uh, Ooh, look at this guy. Given the social climate, 
How do you feel about bands making social statements uh, their identity? And does that create a greater divide, do you think? Mm. So I... And, and the band Trap is a good yeah. example of this because uh, he, he proceeded to kind of expand on the idea and basically said, when a band stands up there and says, fans who don't agree with our political statements and our views, like, go listen to someone else. We don't want you as a fan anymore. So what, what do you guys feel about that? So I think it's funny because for myself, whenever I hear things like that, I... I right away think of like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, it should be inclusive and you shouldn't, you shouldn't alienate people. You shouldn't have a divide. But if I'm being honest, at least the way I feel for myself and why I write the music I write, um, I have things that I'm, I'm, I like to write about and I'm passionate about and I feel strongly about, and I feel strongly about them to, to the extent that like, this is what we're going to play. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Um, I've had, you know, I've had like, I've literally had like the like less talk, more rock, like shut up and play. Yeah. Or like, you know, if you would cut your speeches down by this much, you guys could play two more songs or you guys could do this and that. Like I, I get that. Yeah. And whereas my response nicely is like, well, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Like I'd rather talk to people every night than perform these songs. How about that? Like that's my, that's my, my attitude towards that, at least for no bragging rights. And so it's hard to say because I know like, yeah, there's some, you know, it can be like, I know Christian bands that are very over the top, you know, and strong in how they present their message and their beliefs. You know, I respect it, you know, straight edge bands too, which you guys have talked about before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if you're falsifying it, like you're going to get found out really quick. And, yeah. And, screwed, and, right? and I think that's, I think that's kind of the, 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 the big thing where if they're genuine about it, like even if I don't agree, I can respect what somebody's about or what they're passionate about, you know, because, and, and I don't think it's, and I, I don't think it should be all inclusive. Like I'm okay with somebody not liking my band if they don't feel that message or they don't, right. or they feel against it for whatever, I don't know how they would, but you know, they could, you know, right. Mm. And Music is also so subjective and there's so much of it that I think, I think it's okay for a, if a band wants to just, if this is how they feel and they put that out, put it out there, then you can either as a listener ride with it or, 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 or not, yeah. you know, uh, I jokingly call would call myself like a no effects apologist. Cause yeah. like I, I love no effects. I love that band. They say a lot of shit I don't agree with. I'd say now, most of the time, they say a lot of shit. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and yeah, there are times when I feel like, you know, it, like seeing them live, they've said things that have kind of turned me off as I'm, as I'm watching them. Okay. But then when the song starts, I'm like back in it, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. well, and so I don't know, I, I don't have like a clear cut answer for that, but I think that is an interesting discussion because there's going to be a divide if you're passionate about something, no matter what it is. I feel like you're going to always, especially if you, if you whatever your message is, and you put a line, you know, this band is a, you know, their whole thing is, you know, pro-choice. You're going to have pushback. You're going to have, yeah. you know, regardless of what your thoughts are on that. And so, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to think that I, I respect I respect, you know, people, I, I respect their art enough to be like, that's what you want to do. Awesome. Good for you. 
I don't want to be a part of that. And I'm okay if somebody would do that to me. Like, like, Hey, I respect that you, that this is your thing. Mental health, not down with it. I'm here to have a good time. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel sad. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that too. So, I, so, but, but before you go, I just, I, I want to, I want to ask. So let, let's go back in time a bit. Mm-hmm. The Dixie chicks, right. like when they came out and made their whole statement about like, uh, was it George W. Bush, Bush mm-hmm. and all that, or like Kanye after Hurricane Katrina, like came out and was like, George Bush don't like black people. Like, do you think that art, if an artist believes strongly in that, that they should step up and voice those, or do you think that they should keep those kinds of things to themselves, but say it in their music, like in during the songs, like? <laughs> I think personally, I think if you, if you feel strongly enough about something to say it, mm-hmm. you just also have to be prepared for whatever comes of right. saying it. Okay. Right. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's an issue of should or shouldn't. Right. Like, and, and I think that like, <clears throat> obviously like when it comes to etiquette, I guess it's some, like there's a time and place for things right. mm-hmm. like, yeah, Kanye doing, saying what he said, you know, probably wasn't the best time to say it. But also that was, you know, that's Kanye. That's how he is. That's his personality. Um, I think when it, when, when it boils down to it, like I'm kind of in the same boat that you're in. Like if, if you're an artist, you feel strongly about it and you, you know, you want to do what you want to do. It's not necessarily like a fuck you to everybody else around you, but it's just like, Hey, this is what we do. This is what we stand for. This is what we believe in. Um, you can take it or leave it. Right. I think when it comes to music, when it comes to anything that we've, you know, anything that we do, one of the things, especially in today's climate that we've lost is the ability to agree to disagree. Right. right? Like we no longer have a, 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 like a place or a, a scenario or a situation where you can go like, Hey, I don't agree with you, but that's fine. You know, like the, it's so like everything has to be so, you know, like it's either this or that it's either you ride with me or we, you die, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's come to a point. And like, now look, if you're ever going to have an artist who's coming out and saying like racist shit or things that are like, you know, like detrimental to a a certain people or a certain thing, obviously I'm not going to ride with that. I don't agree with that. But you can't, you can't stop somebody from, it's the freedom of speech, right? Yeah, like they're using their platform. They're using their platform. And like, like Mike said, like if there's somebody that comes to an NBR show and doesn't want to hear about mental health, Hey man, you're at the wrong show. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, it's like us going to a KKK, a KKK rally and being like, we don't agree. Like <laughs> yeah. you're at the wrong spot. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just, and like, so it's not really a matter of like do we believe in it? Do we agree with it? Do we support it? It's more a matter of like, I don't fuck with this. So I'm not going to. Right. Obviously it sucks. Obviously there's things that you don't agree with or that you don't like that you see people or other artists do. Like we've, I, I personally know people or I've met people or played with people that I'm just like, wow, you're a scumbag you're kind of a scumbag or like you like you really feel that way like dude that's fucked up right but mm-hmm. that's that 
that's you. That's your thing. Mm -hmm. It's not mine. You know? So as an outsider to this kind of question, um, I try to look at it as what are some things that I'm kind of passionate about? Like, what do I, I love Harry Potter. Like, Oh, you mean Wolverine? <laughs> what Marvel, Marvel news drop on the walking blind pod? Look um, at Mike's pink fit. It's because I don't know how to feel about it because I'm I'm so I'm so for it and I'm so against it. <laughs> anyway, continue, continue, continue. Um, but so I'm a big fan of Harry Potter, um, or one of my favorite books when I was growing up was Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. Both of these authors now have said very controversial things and have had very controversial takes on societal issues. Right. Um, so for me, it's, do I necessarily agree with some of the stuff that they say? No. But are they creating a good product? Yes. You're, you're separating the art I, from yeah, the artist. I, I, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I sit there and I try to kind of do Kind of like what you said about when you go to no effects shows sometimes what they're saying will pull you out and you're like eh, yeah. kind of skeezy mm -hmm. but the second the music starts playing and you start rocking out to the to the music again right so you're kind of separating the artist from the art kanye or ye as we should be calling him he, he formally changed his name so ye um every time Every time I try to like him and I start vibing with some of his new music, he just comes out and says something. I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, you <laughs> <laughs> took me out. Yeah. It, it, it does. It takes me out. And then I'm like, I just, there are some times where I can't separate the art and the artist because every time he says something, I'm like, I can't separate that from his music. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's where you get to the point where you just go like, okay, I just, I, this is not for me. Yeah. And if I hear him on the, the radio, I'm very capable. My, my fingers aren't broken or anything. I just yeah. changed the station, yeah. right? So that's what I feel like it's been lost with a lot of things. It's like, you don't have to listen to this. No, that's wrong. You can't play Kanye on my station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's people, yeah, there's people who think that. And it's yeah. just like, <sighs> so the, is there a responsibility then on fans to kind of be aware of what the musicians that they're supporting are in support of and things like that uh do you guys think i think that depends yeah i think that depends on you as an individual and you as a fan right like if you're if you're listening to like dude like if you're listening to like techno music right mm -hmm. just some edm like oh man i like the, this because the sick bass drops you know and then you turn around and like you find out that this dj like supports clubbing seals in <laughs> Antarctica, <laughs> right? Like, <clears throat> is it our place? I, I don't know how to word it. Is it our place to just be like, I'm going to end this person's career because I don't believe in what they do. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, I don't, like, it, I it, mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's cause like what you're saying, if you show it to an, M, uh, an MBR show, and you're not there for like the mental health aspect and like you don't realize that that's basically what MBR is all about. It's a little bit like on the fan 
right? Like, just walk away. Just wait for the next band to play. They're probably going to be real heavy, yeah. anyways. Yeah, there's there's, there's <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of music out there. Yeah, you know, if you don't like me because I'm an Angels fan, like you know what I mean. Like I know that's like a that shirt silly today of all the days, the greatest <laughs> timing. <laughs> It's a total accident. <laughs> sure it was. Uh, go down. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I don't know. People are so, this goes on. I feel like, I don't know if this is going to lead me to like a spiral of things, but it's like, you can, you can choose to listen to something. You can choose to ride with them or not. Like that's totally up to you. And, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought on that. <laughs> okay, so actually, yeah, never mind. It's going to cancel culture. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so let's go into this other question from Max, which kind of goes along with his first question of, do you think too many bands advocating for the same topic ends up becoming too gimmicky, and does it end up hurting the message that they're trying to? support and push so my answer is no if they're sincere yeah if you can have, if you have a million sincere bands i don't think it loses it if anything the message spreads it gets stronger and stronger uh it's just when it's disingenuine and you have bands that just do it for because they know that like that band's doing it or they do it because it'll get them into this like that's my big hang up with christian bands you know again like I knew I know bands that would basically use that to get that built-in, built-in fan base. automatic fan, automatic base, fan yeah. you know there's certain fests that you can play for your Christian band you know I guess you can take that off with anything like Edge Fest and you know there's certain things you, you can be a part of if you just say this and that but it's like if you're I feel like if you're sincere and you you are that you, like that's what it is that's what you do I don't think there's I don't think that like for mental health and stuff I've actually been asked you know like is it weird coming back knowing there's more bands speaking about mental health? I'm like, no, I feel more at home now. Like, yeah, you're, you're like, it's great actually. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, no, like I'm, it's, but I don't think I like, that's not going to make me stop talking about it. You know, right. maybe, maybe if it was like a, you know, where mental health wasn't even, you know, so discussed cool. Then maybe that changes how I write music, you know, further on. Maybe I, I write more like fun stuff. I don't know. But like maybe because there's like that missing, I close not, my eyes no, <laughs> let the whole world pass but, uh, me by. I don't know. I think I think uh as long as as long as you're sincere and you're passionate about it, I don't think there can ever be too much. I think the minute it becomes disingenuous, then it's that's when it's a problem. And and you can normally tell too. Like you can yeah. you, there will be like, hey, so some of those first couple songs might be like, Oh, these are good. And then eventually you'll start to realize and you'll start to see like, Oh, this is coming from, this is manufactured. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or they, they've never they spoken it? about a certain topic before, but because it's the hot button topic of the day also in this band is like, Hey, look at this new song or look at, look at, look at yeah. us donating yeah. our proceeds here. Like, ha ha ha. Well, dude, I used to get, I used to get some pretty, pretty nasty little messages on, on like uh, Instagram and Facebook when we on the, went on the hiatus kind of like a way to like, you know, be this movement and be this this positive thing for change. And, and then you just walk away from the message. I'm like, do you know what I'm going to school for? <laughs> also, do you know why, why? we walked away? It yeah. was for our own mental uh, health. You, like, like, but you know, it's, but you're never going to like, you're never going to win. 
right? No, like you're no. never going to, there's never going to be everybody agreeing with you at no. that point in time. It's even like, okay, it's safe to say a lot of people love the rock, right? Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people love the rock. If he were to actually run for president, not a lot of people are going to love the rock, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's just one of those things where, you know. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> when, when you would get messages like that, would that, how would you feel reading those messages? Like, would you be like, man, fuck this person. They're not a real MBR fan if that's what they think. Or no. like casual Mike or, or um, Mike Perez, social worker. <laughs> Both. Or no. is it like this, this person clearly is going through something like this is actually the kind of person that we did what we did for because obviously they're going through something and and we were a release for them yeah no i don't i don't trip because i don't one they don't know my life and so i give them that kind of like grace okay and i was telling like hey man like i get your i get why you're upset and i see why you think that and you know it's a it's one of those things where like you know this is what i would i would i i I guess when if they if it went further like if they didn't like the fact that it's like well you're going to school doesn't help me right now yeah it's something i've gotten uh then uh i would just say like yeah, yeah. dude i've got yeah. people are ruthless dude <laughs> dude yeah, like, I've, they they feel that they own you right. it feels like at times in that like i'm like need, i'm like responsible for them. their mental health yes yeah or my band is but i don't know so my my answer to that so usually i let them know i try to tell them like as best i can like like, hey, this is like my, if anything, I'm doubling down on what I believe in. I'm doing this. This is what, my plan to do, what I plan to do. But then I just, I kind of switched on them. And I'm like, why do I have to be this? Why can't you be the one who like, take you know, you know this message now, right? You know, yeah. you let, you're a fan of my band. Pass the you pass it. I, I you was, take it. I was Start just going to ask you that. Like, have you challenged any of them? Oh, I challenge people all the time. Use their platforms. Yeah. I challenge, people, I challenge people even when they're not, not even asking for it. <laughs> like like uh somebody that trying to get me to move out here yeah <laughs> like <In> subtle ways <laughs> yeah like um you know i've i've you know i have people that come so anyone obviously i'm i'm i read the room i read the temperature i read what you know but like if somebody tells me that they've had like attempts on their own life right mm-hmm. you know for me right away that like not, doesn't excite me. That's not, that's not the right, not the right word. But I get when Wrong I, terminology. Yeah, but when I when I hear that, for me, I'm just I, I just see it as like, okay, you 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 had an attempt, so you've you've been there and you've been able to come back, so you have experience to speak on that not many people have, but have have been close or they've had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I tell them like, dude, you're here. Like you have like your story now is already incredible that's an incredible story like you you're a survivor you have insight on this that might not many people can speak on your first-hand perspective yeah. yeah and so and and so like anytime you know people who you know they just they've self-harmed in other ways or whatever it is you know i tell them like dude, you you have some you can speak on this you know you have that ability to help others now so i don't know I, that's where i get like when someone shares something with me like that um, and I, and I, I truly believe that, you know, they have, they have, uh, experience now and an authority to speak on that cause they, li- they lived it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a matter of figuring out how to express that, I guess is the hard part. So let, let's tie that into a couple of the questions that we got. 
um, that are kind of tied together. So Ashley asked us, uh, with the rise in self-care lately, why is it talked about more now? And what does it look like for men? And then also Renee asked, what do you think is the best way to break the stigma associated with mental health? So like the way I'm looking at it is you're, you're challenging some of these people to speak their story because that helps break the stigma mm -hmm. uh, of mental health because we all seem to think that we're the only one going through a problem mm. when the three of us in this room are all suffering our own insecurities, stressors right now. Like we all have our own problems, but unless we talk about it and bring it to light, we're suffering silently when we could uh, use each other right. to, to help each other, like pull each other up. Um, and why, why is it being talked about more now? And what is it, what does self-care look like for men? So last week's episode, we talked to Dylan about, um, mental health therapy and everything, um, and social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's like a, you know, <clears throat> like we had said, it's a gift and a curse, right? Because now with social media and everybody being so open about therapy and so open about their problems, their issues, um, their wins, their losses, you know, um, <clears throat> especially with like a younger generation, the stigma of mental health is starting to, um, it's becoming more of like an open conversation topic, right? Whereas our, our parents' generation, it was completely like, we don't talk about this shit. Like you go through your problems by yourself. And unfortunately, even like, even in my family, even in other families, there are still people that still feel that way. Yeah. It, it's, and no matter what you do, it's because that's ingrained in them. We don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about our problems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you, you don't put your problems on someone else. Yeah. You deal with them yourself. Yeah, or yeah. What, what my, like hearing my mom talk about it, or you have this mentality of like, well, I'm a believer and I believe God is going to, deliver this. So by me going elsewhere to get help, it, I'm not, uh, it's almost like I don't have faith. Yeah. You know, which my mom eventually went and got, saw, uh, the, the, she sought the help she needed. And so, and she's a she big didn't, believer yeah. in getting help. So, and, and, and what I love is on that episode, she also says, she goes, I realized I was asking for help and I believed in God and he gave me the tools. Right. I just had to accept them. Yeah. And, and she realized like that counselor was there, was that, that answer from God. Right. And, and it's, we, we tend to ask God or a higher power for help, but because we don't recognize the help when it comes, we turn it away. Yeah. And, but I'm, I was very happy that she was able to, see that and be like, yeah, no, like I, I need this. And this is actually God giving me what I need. Um, so, something that I really liked also that Dylan said was, uh, with how mental health and everything is becoming more, it's more, it's easier to talk about. It's more, a little more getting more normalized by the day kind of thing. He was saying that he, he was, he was at a point where he, like almost like recently feels like more that he can share that he yeah. has therapy. you know, he has a therapist, he gets help for, for his own personal stuff. Whereas, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, he probably would have kept that, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of therapists right yeah. now that keep that to themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, but 
I, there was another part of that question about um, what yeah. what mental health looks like for men. Mm. Yeah, what like, what right? self care mental mental health looks like for men. And then Renee had asked, um, "How do you break the stigma? How do you break the stigma?" Yeah. So <clears throat> break the, these. Uh, I think that these kind of go hand in hand yeah. too. Like yeah. like for men, and then breaking that stigma is even same thing for the older generation. That I I truly think that that men aren't men don't believe that they're as supported as they are, right? Like for the most part, like you always see like the the social media posts or the Instagram, like one of the ones that like gets me every time is that one post where where the dude's like, you ever talk to a man and you ask him how he's doing and he says, I'm all right. He's not doing all and he's not doing all right. Like that, that hits home to me every single time I hear it because it's true. Like there's, there's, and I've talked about on other episodes where like when I'm going through something or when I'm dealing with something, like I like to just shut everything down and I, I work that out in my own head. Mm -hmm. And like, whether it's like I said, working on a car, motorcycles, doing a project, something with my hands to where that's like, I'm doing something almost mindlessly or aimlessly, but I'm working Working through the shit in my head. Yeah. Like that's how I deal with things. And part of that is because for so long, I didn't think that I could talk to anybody about it. And it became so normal for me to just not talk about what I was going through, not talk about what my problems are, not talk about, you know, the, the things that are really affecting my life in the day to day. Like there would be days where like, I'd completely just disappear and I'd come back and nobody would have any idea that I was going through something so like crazy or something traumatic or whatever. Um, just because I had to figure out ways to deal with it on my own. And even like when I was a kid and I went to therapy because I had ADD and they want you to see a therapist and all this stuff. I didn't talk to the therapist about my life. Like they, I mean, they would find ways eventually to get things out of me, but like I didn't want to open up because I felt like that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, and and especially when you're a kid, because I went to anger therapy, um, when I was a, going to my sophomore year of high school, um, my mom forced me to go to anger therapy because I got in a couple fights two years in a row and stuff. Um, and she was worried. So a couple that's light work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That she she knew about. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, they, they, they were pretty big fights, like a lot of like fallout happened. But so I always, I found it annoying and I, I look back. You didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. Um, and you know what they, you know what you do in anger therapy or anger management? You talk about the things that make you angry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you're, you're making me angry in here. Like I did not feel safe there because especially as a minor, you, you felt that whatever you were telling them, you're going to tell your parents. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I'm not down with that, which unless you were truly going to harm yourself or harm somebody else, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to tell your parents unless one of the parents is like the key indicator for all this mm-hmm. stuff, then they might have to pull in and do a session. But yeah, I went for like four weeks and I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> And so I totally understand that. Um, so why do you, so besides mm-hmm. social media, um, why do you feel 
that self-care and mental health is talk talk more about do you feel that you and i know you are very humble and you would probably never admit to this but do do you think that the work that you and no bragging rights have done has helped open this discussion and help drive this this change i mean i think we've had a small little hand in our own little world and our own little pockets where we've had opportunity to to speak on it you know um yeah i think uh i think there's been a couple things that have kind of helped this movement i think as sad as it was i think robin williams is passing was a very big eye-opener for it's like a, a lot of mainstream of, yeah. people especially the older generation because for the older generation because like for a lot of times you know when you hear about people taking their life if they're older they weren't you were they weren't normally like a famous person or like you you could just dismiss it with like oh it's a drug overdose yeah. or it was something like this you know and then the younger de- younger generation same thing drug overdose or if it was suicide you just chalk it up to them you know they couldn't handle it or they like yeah you know it's such a that whole that old narrative especially the older generation holds on to that but it, it just seemed like something because it came from like the older generation of you know Robin Williams the comedian mm-hmm. like you know, well liked as far as you know anyone could tell and and then to realize when his his story started to get out and people started to hear about his struggles and what he was going through and it, it kind of I feel like that kind of almost made it real for a lot of people even though nobody knows, didn't know him personally, yeah. but that's like a figure that, you know, I grew up with him grew up watching his movies and stuff. And, yeah. and I felt like for me, that was the first time where I really felt a big, like, I felt like that was a huge push for that stigma to, to less. I mean, it's still there for, it's amazing. It's still there. And, uh, and there's so much work, to be done but it's cool to see that there has been progress you know i felt like i felt like my band did its part for the little you know the little areas that we got to be in part you know every show we played we had an opportunity right and even if it was just one person that's that was like my that's, that was my that's goal one more person right yeah right. um and, damn i didn't even think about the robin williams part but now that you brought that up though tying it back into music as well uh chester yeah uh, Yeah. from lincoln park like Mm -hmm. i i was a fucking wreck that day i i didn't believe it when that first happened like i loved lincoln park like i played hybrid theory so much like i like everybody did yeah everybody was so good that album was i gave it a pass yeah it was really hard to deny that album yeah. when it came out. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to like this, but it was pretty <laughs> fucking sick. It, it was just, it was so good. And the the day that the news broke, I remember listening to like, to that, to Meteora. And that was the first time I listened to those albums in probably 10 years at that point. Um, but then hearing his story too, and hearing what he went through as a kid and like the molestation and stuff and how he was finally feeling better and he had exercised those demons mm. and and then to just succumb to it again and it was just like I, I saw i actually saw a quote today um once again social media but um it said <clears throat> people don't fake being depressed people fake being happy mm-hmm. right yeah and that to me i was like 
that's it, it hits yeah. you know to a certain level because you know you're you especially looking at instagram facebook everything like that we see everybody's best selves yep right i haven't posted to my personal page since 2017 has it been that long now Jeez. 2007 if you go back the last post i have on my instagram is like i've posted stories stuff like that but the last actual post was me and my dad my dad was in town my dad was doing like the Spock live long and prosper thing. And, um, it was like, gotta get my old man out here to the West coast. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is just like subliminally or whatever it was, but like since 2017, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to fake anything. Right. Yeah. And like, I don't, I haven't had anything that I felt is worth posting, posting. And I don't mean that in a sad way. I mm -hmm. mean that in the sense of like, there's nothing I really want to just show okay. off or flex on or anything like that. That to me is like better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is like me and my pops. Like this is, I'm just gonna leave that there. Mm. <clears throat> I, it's, I, I don't, I, I've gone so far away from like trying to build like that ideal image on social media and online that now taking a step back from it and looking at it, I'm like, you really start to see where people are, it's showing you what looks best or what they think you wanna see yeah. versus what's really going on in their lives. We have friends that I see, that I know are going through shit and still- You would never know it. You would never know it, mm -hmm. you know? It's funny, I, it's funny <clears throat> when people think they know you based on your social media. Mm -hmm. To me, that's like the most, <laughs> like most like ignorant like like i i think a lot of people I, I would i would say most people should know this by now but instagram and social media is it's a highlight reel and yeah. especially as someone that's in the fitness world and i follow fitness influencers and stuff and and i know i personally know some people like i've watched them become fitness influencers and what a lot of people don't know bank content yeah but like a, a fitness influencer will spend two weeks and they will take all their pictures for the year they'll they'll do their halloween stuff they'll do their christmas stuff they'll do their their vacations like their beach they do it all in like a two-week span and then they just release it as the time comes and everything and these people are like, oh, look, their bodies are so perfect and they never change. And look, look they're, they're lean year round. It's like, because it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's filters on everything. And I think people are starting to realize that with like all those catfish reel like, oh my God, this is the biggest fucking catfish filter <laughs> ever. So, so um, it's even to this level. So like I um, followed somebody who is like, in executive protection, right? They're like, um, yeah, they're like, uh, they're high end security. They're yeah. also like, but they were like legit, like they would go on, they were in Venezuela, like these crazy like oh, operations and stuff. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then, so one day I just happened to be like looking at it and he's like explaining like <laughs> social media is for everyone else. Right. He goes, Here's what I need you guys to understand. And then he was showing dates on, and time, like pictures where he was 
He's in a foreign country, right? He's in a foreign country. He's he's legit in the shit. Like he's dealing with legitimate revolts. He's dealing with all this stuff. He's training armies and he's training people. His social media posts that he's in Miami poolside, right? <laughs> he's like, I have somebody who maintains my social media because nobody needs to know what I'm actually doing. Yeah. Right. They have my phone. They take it and they, oh, hanging with the dogs today, driving through the, you know, this place, having drinks, having dinner at this place. And he's over here, like basically stopping a, re a revolution, Jesus you know, Christ. and it's things like that. Like social media, it's like, yes, they're like, there's an aspect to it where you're just talking about your life and you're talking about the great things that are going on. Mm -hmm. And then there's so much more of it. That's just complete bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Right. It's fucking bullshit. It's <clears throat> angles. It's, and I don't know how we really got on this topic. But. Me neither. But <laughs> so, so before we get to some of the deal with some of the heavier questions that we still have, let's go nice and light. Yes. What is the best era slash decade of music to you? 80s and 90s R&B. Yeah. 80s and 90s R&B. And 80s hair metal. <laughs> Personally, 90s punk rock and 90s R&B. Okay. I like the I like the 80s just like as a whole genre like uh, everything the the rock the R and B the the soul you mean Dwayne huh what I'm sorry <laughs> Dwayne Rock um no I just I I love going back if I'm driving and stuff like when I used to have satellite radio I had it on the 80s channel all the time and. Michael and Prince and all that just oh it's just so nice to vibe out to that but then I also really love like the late 90s freaking uh boy band and pop era like <laughs> I I had all the boy band I albums. was hanging with the fellas saw you with your new boyfriend and made me jealous that oh my god I played that song don't on start repeat. Get next question <laughs> I, I I played that song on repeat so much my brother came into my room and like turned off my like stereo he's like I'm fucking sick of the song um <laughs> uh, with the evolution of the music scene, what does a band or a genre need to do to stand out currently? And again, that's from Max. So I think, personally, I think, uh, I mean, there's you can, there's a lot of ways to stand out, good or bad. Like you can do, mm -hmm. you can do things that are controversial. You can do, I, I think the best way to do it is just to be as authentic, authentic as you can about what it is you're doing. Yeah. Like... You know, if you're, if you're a music, if your lyric content isn't like serious and you, like, you're just a band that, that's fun, cool. Be that band that's fun. You have a song, you know, your songs about heartbreak, lean into that. Be, you know, wear that, whatever that is, you know, talk about heartbreak. I don't know, whatever it is. Just, I guess just be real about what it is you're, about what it is you're doing and, and I guess try to stick to that as much as possible. Cause I didn't like, we didn't think like, how do we stand out? And like the whole mental health thing or like the suicide awareness prevention stuff, like that wasn't a plan. That was just something that we <laughs> ended up just, yeah. just kind of doing. And, and I think we ended up saying, I mean, we, we stood out a lot more in the fact that we were like a more melodic band on like heavier tours or shows and stuff, which, um, I thought always worked for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think just be, 
be real about what you are and like maybe I don't know. I guess if you're trying to stand out, I don't know. Be loud about it. I don't know. Just don't be afraid to try new things. Like don't yeah. be afraid to just like if you're if you're playing in a hardcore band, don't be afraid to try something that's a little bit of a different vibe or a little different like you know. That's what that's why I love down don't. to nothing. That's nothing to me is there's so much fun. Like watching them live, there's so much yeah. fun. Well who who's the one band that uh you show me? <sighs> Guys, <laughs> if you haven't checked out Low Love yet. <laughs> no, okay. No, Low Low Love is good. No, I'm talking about the <clears throat> the one with the music videos. Uh oh. <laughs> with like the little fingers and then they had the workout video. Uh, uh, um <laughs> Eskimo Callboy. Yes. Like that is heavy hard crazy metal it's not for everybody mm-hmm. it's not for everybody but it's fun but they have the craziest wildest like videos that are just <laughs> you you look at them and you're like like they they debase themselves pretty much and are just like uh, and they creative. just ham it up and are cheesy like i freaking i love it that's what i remember most about them or like ice nine kills with like their the horror uh, theme yeah the, the horror theme and they've laid into that and they make their their music videos based on movies and all that so i i agree with you just be authentic like and and try and like mike mike's saying too like don't be afraid to try things something something i thought was so genius and i wish they would have pushed it harder because i thought i thought it was like brilliant like i i wore the shirt proudly was um there was a time in like the like the, I don't even know if it was just hardcore, but there was like the whole floral stuff. Yeah. Like the floral, like things and like the, you know, and, uh, bank hall motives from Ohio. They're awesome. They, uh, they had these shirts and they looked like they're floral, but when you look, they're veggies, they're vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> and so their thing, their thing was like the floral print was just vegetables. I don't know. How, to me, that was like creative because it was like funny, but also like it, you know, whatever's different. And like, I, I thought it was, that was genius. It, it was their spin on like, a little yeah. And, and yeah. And do like you said, though, if, if you're the fun band, like just playing to, I know you guys make fun of it because your one friend is like a mega like story of the year fan. Um, oh, Rick. <laughs> Rick. Yeah. yeah. But like that, their first album, Rip. the the energy that comes off of that album is just amazing. And guys doing backflips. Yes. And then the swinging of all that. And and then, uh, but or like the, the first uh, Smash Mouth album, I remember it was just pop punk rock like upbeat jams and dude he's talking about like his girlfriend leaving him because she's all of a sudden like a lesbian and mm-hmm. he the, the whole song is to like the the lesbian girl <laughs> <laughs> uh okay frankie asks how do you find ways to completing deadlines while dealing with anxiety and mental health issues uh so for me i do uh setting boundaries and prioritizing so I set boundaries first just so I can make sure that I have an opportunity and I have the time. I used to give my, like my, a lot of my friends knew my works, my, my school schedule. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when I knew. So most of my friends knew like, okay, don't hit me up during these, <laughs> these days pretty much. And then, um, I always prioritize things. Even now, like one of the, one of my big turnarounds for, I think my mental health, like my big stressors, cause it's still stress it's still there. But I think for myself, I, pri- I start, I prioritize them. 
And like, as far as like, okay, this is what I'm gonna handle first. And this other thing would be affected by this anyway. So it just makes sense to go, like, go to go like this. I try to, I try to prioritize things even in my day, like try to figure out like, okay, I can do this first or this can either wait or I don't even have to do this today. So I'm not even like stressed, you know, just disregard that for the day. Yeah. So I think boundaries and, um, prioritizing is how I was able, I think for me, that was like my formula when I was in my undergrad. Okay. Mike, I'm, 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 completely different i'm really bad at this like <laughs> for me like like a couple weeks ago when when you guys you know got our follower count up and i was like oh gotta put the episode out like for me it's just a matter of like all right we gotta do this we gotta do this now mm-hmm. um it's like that whole mentality of if you give yourself three weeks to clean your house it's gonna take you three weeks if you give yourself three hours to clean your house it's gonna take you three hours i just literally I just have to tell myself like, all right, this needs to be done in like an hour or this needs to be done in like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Um, and then I just have to like bust my ass and crank it out and try and get it done. I it's for me, it's, a, I, I tend to overthink everything. So I'm always overthinking literally everything. Like I'm overthinking this podcast right now as we're doing it. <laughs> so I just have to like, like just get to that space in my head where I commit to it and I just go. And then that's just it for me. Okay. Um, I like to set, I've realized I work good with a schedule, like where I know where I'm going to be when I'm going to be there. So mm-hmm. if, if I have a deadline coming up or something like before we went to Vegas, I was finishing up my certified nutrition coaching program. And I, I was under a deadline cause I was trying to help a gym do a 16 week, weight loss program where they wanted a, nu- a nutritionist on hand. Um, but basically I would set aside a couple hours every day where it's like the phone's going to be down. I've already worked out. I've already cooked. I've done my meal prep. I've had my meal. Cool. Now I'm going to sit down and I'm going to focus on this chapter. So it's kind of the same way where it's like, I know I need to do this, so I'm going to get it done, but I meld what you have and I prioritize and I carve out time to do it. Um, so I'm really good at setting a schedule for myself for the day and I give myself like five things that I need to get done. And once they're done, then I have the rest of the day to kind of do it as I wish. Mm. And I feel okay about that. Um, and I think just as a general tip, what other people could do, uh, make it a game for yourself. Um, give yourself a reward after if you've worked on something for a while, take a step away, like do an hour of work and then, uh, five minutes of phone or something, uh, gamify it games around here (laughs) (laughs) or, or a good trick that a psychologist has talked about is like the five second rule. Uh, once something has popped into your head that you need to do, you give yourself a countdown five, four, three, two, one, and you go start doing it right there. Cause after five seconds, your brain will sit there and be like, you know, we don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> like it, it will start focusing on other things and it, it will prevent you from doing it. So it, it's amazing what you will get yourself to do when you don't want to do what you need to do. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I've, I was writing, I was like writing papers and like, I was just like, you know what? 
I've always wanted to put some of my favorite t-shirts in picture frames. <laughs> and so like, I, started, I like got up and I went through and I started organizing my band shirts that I had in a box and I started organizing them and I was just like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> an important favor due tomorrow. Like, it's oh. like, uh, you know what? When I was in college, Cody I was needs to go to the park. Dude, if, if my paper was due at 8 a.m., I started it at midnight. I was, I was terrible. Um, final question that we have comes from Chris. Um, I had a best friend uh, who is no longer here due to depression. Uh, and I believe he said it happened about nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says, what are some ways to cope with this, even though it's been so long? So he still finds himself uh, thinking about his friend. And it's from what I'm inferring, he kind of feels some kind of way about it. Um, so it, it's kind of like, you know, Chris, do I know Chris? <gasps> I know Chris. Slap oh. at the base. Slap at the base. Mm-hmm. What's up, dude? Um, <laughs> but no. So, so how, how do you cope with pain or the loss of somebody, even though it's been a long time? Uh, I'll speak for myself. Uh, you know, I still, if I think about too much, I still get upset about my buddy will. And that's kind of what's up my path to my path of the whole mental health thing. But what I think is good for anyone to do with any kind of loss is, you know, what can be, what can be learned in that situation. And then also like, uh, try to focus on, or try to think about like, like some of like the, you know, the good, the good things about that. And then, you know, you can find ways to, to, to honor that person, you know, um, you know, losing, you know, I've since then lost, lost, lost friends and it's never, it's never easy. Like it never goes away. Like losing any, whatever it is, however the death is, it's never easy. Um, and I don't know if there's like with our buddy Chris, like, I don't know if he, like you're saying, I don't know if he holds anything, like he feels guilty. You know, a big thing for me with Will, I think Will hit me so hard was because I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. He was the first person to ever call me a mentor, which is crazy thinking about how back, you know, back then I was like, what? Dude, I, don't, like, I don't even know what I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm stumbling through this blind. Like, what? Don't, yeah. don't, don't look to me. Yeah. And so, you know, so for me, I, I carried a lot of like different emotions. You know, I carried regret. I carried anger. I carried all kinds of things just because. I always felt like it was under my nose. It was, it was on my watch. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And so, but since then, you know, I've just kind of learned that, you know, he was going through something. He, you know, he, he had men- mental illness that he was fighting with, you know, um, I didn't know that. So I was able to start educating myself. Mm-hmm. So his life helped me. He's, he saved me in a lot of ways. And so I've been able to educate myself on that. So, for someone like, like Chris, you know, uh, like you can, you can learn from this. You can take, uh, what happened with him and you know, how, how do you, how do you prevent this from happening again with anyone else? You know, this for me changed how I, my, my outlook on a lot of things like this, that literally, he literally changed my life. My life is completely different now because of him. And so, yeah, so I'm like now, when I speak about him, yeah, it's still moments where it gets hard, but now I also like speak of a place of like, you know, because of, of him and how his life has impacted me, I've been able to help people. And I feel like there's a lot more discussions now, you know, of, of what that can look like. And, 
I've had, I've been able to speak with different types of people, uh, you know, based on like, you know, similar, similar situations, you know, like sadly, this is a thing that like is not as uncommon anymore, like to lose someone to suicide. Yeah. You know, it's like, and so there's, there's people out there Like you can talk to people and if you don't have those people, then, you know, you can, I encourage Chris whoever to reach out, you know, if he's still having a hard time with this nine years later, you know, maybe find a, like a grievance counselor or do, do something on that end for yourself. But I think in any loss, the best way we honor anyone is by living, you live your life as best you can. You live your life because they're not here living theirs anymore. So you, you carry the memory, you carry the good stories about them, you know, or you carry that, um, you know, whatever it is that can help someone else, I think. I think another thing to remember too, because I agree a thousand percent with all of that is that <clears throat> like that, that pain and that feeling of losing somebody, it's not, it's not ever going to go away. Right. It's not just going to disappear and it's not, you're not just going to wake up one day and not feel that loss. Right. But what will happen is you're going to learn to live with it. Right. You're going to learn how to, um, you know, not, let it affect you, um, in, in ways that are detrimental to you in your, your kind of your day-to-day -day life. It's like I said, like, you're always going to feel that emotion. You're always going to, when you start to think of them, like you start to think of, um, somebody, you know, it's, it's always going to impact your life in some sort of way. But, um, you know, you'll be able to take that and you'll be able to wake up and say, Hey, this doesn't, hurt as much as it did. Right. And that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that that's, that you're forgetting about somebody that doesn't mean that you're letting, you know, them go in any, in any way. It just means that like you're coming to terms with what's happened. And for some people it takes way longer than somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there's nothing wrong with that either, you know? Um, <clears throat> really at the end of the day, you know, like Mike had said, you're going to find ways to, you know, continue living your life and can, to continue to make your, um, your day-to-day -day life honor this person that you lost and, you know, make it the best that you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's also, it's very important. Let yourself feel that emotion. Let, let yourself go through the grief. Um, there, there's the stages of grief that the cycle and all that. Um, if it's been this long, instead of holding it all in and just allow yourself, find a space, find time and allow yourself to grieve there. There's nothing wrong with grief, uh, especially if this is someone that is that close to you, that is a best friend that is family member, like, like you said, it might take someone nine years. It might take someone nine days, but it, it's everybody heals differently and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so take the time that you need, feel what you need to feel. Uh, you say like when there's stressors and stuff, you kind of shut down and do something manually. Uh, 
I sit there and I don't let myself feel the pain at first. Um, whenever there's a big change and I, I hide away from it, I keep myself active. I start drinking heavily. Uh, <laughs> like, like, like it gets to the point where like out of like 10 maybe, days in a maybe row, maybe not the best advice. No. <laughs> and, and, and that's why I'm saying like, it, it's, I run away from it and I've learned I need to sit down. I need to stop running from it and I need to, Feel it, accept it, embrace it, learn, and then kind of build from there. So it, it's embrace what you're feeling. There's nothing wrong with feeling that. And if it's a friend like like this with, with Chris going on, um, try to remember the good times. Try, try to remember a positive memory. Like when, mm -hmm. when you start thinking of your friend and you're, you're feeling down, balance that out with, with, with a positive thought, like a great memory that you guys had together, a great time. And don't always just think about the end times. Think, yeah. think about a lot of stuff that you guys have gone through and that you've built together and the memories and everything and, and try to try to remember the good. And also like, you know, I, I'm not saying that this is what Chris's situation is, but like, forgive yourself and get rid of any of the like i should have seen this coming or i should have like all those questions like yeah like they're they're normal those are normal questions to ask you know and it and you're gonna ask that when this when a situation like suicide comes about because it's so un like natural you know what i mean it's like it's hard enough when something happens on an accident you know things that are you know out of people's control but when you realize that with that it, it's just there's so many questions and it's so it's easy to kind of play the blame game for yourself yep. i should have been this more oh, i should have said this or the, our last conversation was this and i wish it wasn't you know as much as like that stuff sucks and it's like you have to like you've got to forgive yourself for that and you got to look past it and be like if you guys are really friends you know that like that's not what your that's not what your friendship was based on that last bad conversation if you have a whole history of a, someone that you cared about, it's your relationship isn't based on the little fights you guys had or the dis disagreements you guys maybe had right before, you know, or maybe you guys, had, maybe you guys weren't talking, yeah. you know, cause I run into that a lot too here. And, uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, you just, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe get peace, get peace with that situation as best as you can. And knowing that, you know, like you're saying, it's going to, everyone agrees differently. It, there's no set time time limit on when you should be over something because you never are no. if you care about someone and you love someone it'll you'll never it'll never not hurt when you think about them it'll never not be hard but at least in those hard moments or or the sad moments at least over time they'll be accompanied with like a lot of like happiness that goes along with that sadness you know a lot of like beauty with that darkness of like the good things you guys had. So. Yep. Yeah. Now, Chris, I need you to know if you're watching the video version of this, I was smiling and it wasn't because of your situation. It's because every time that they would talk and give their opinions, all that came into my head was that you just need to close your eyes <laughs> and let the whole thing pass you. No, I'm just kidding. I thought it was you watched that little mosquito thing fly around. Yeah, I also had a very ADD mode because there's a mosquito flying around. In, in, it's been in all night yeah. and it finally got to the table. And he it went, finally got to the table and I was trying not to slam on the table to kill it, but I had to get it. 
Um, that being said, we know that this was a long episode, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you made it all the way here, we love you guys. Um, if you made it all the way here, just uh, leave a comment saying my biceps are bigger than yours and Andrew <laughs> will give you one free personal training session. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> love it. Um, that being said, thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check us out on the socials at walking blind pod, walking blind pod at gmail.com for any questions, uh, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, you know, all of the above, wherever you guys feel mm-hmm. safe listening to podcasts, as Mike likes to say, <laughs> Um, the, make sure you guys check website. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Walking by pod. Also, do you, do you have any like things you plug as far as like your ways to get a hold of you? Um, I'm on IG, uh, vanilla gorilla, 24 fit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Oh, that's you. No, that's yeah. That, that's me. Uh, that's really all I'm on. Uh, but yeah, if, if you guys want to come swing by the page, um, uh, Mike and I are actually going to start working on some content and kind of changing up the profile a bit and releasing some info. So part of another reason why I might be moving out here. <laughs> a little, good, little good easier thanks, to do that. So, yeah. and, and this thanks. Mike could start editing it because he started developing he's, some skills. Guys, aren't you so proud of Mike <laughs> for all like, of his edits? Love it. <laughs> love it. Like the the one posted tonight. Whoo, that reel was fire. He's, yeah. Yeah. Mike's Mike's in the game. Yesterday, uh, yesterday we had a barbecue with our, our other homie, Chris, and, um, <clears throat> and there was a moment we're sitting in the garage and two middle-aged men were talking to each other about how to grow their TikTok following <laughs> because Chris, uh, hooked us up with a legit barbecue meal yesterday. Mm-hmm. You can follow him. It's at cues and brews. I think there's underscores underneath. Yeah, all of it. which is a mistake, but yeah, we won't talk. <laughs> we, we got some branding issues to work on, Chris. Um, but so yeah, it's 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 one of those things, you know, where Mike's now in the game and he's he's. I was trying to help Chris edit, edit his TikTok video. I think I just confused him more. <laughs> Look at dude, you're gonna be like a social media like brand ambassador, like a, a whiz pretty soon. Dude, pretty soon you guys are going to see Mike on his Instagram. Like, hey, what's up, guys? Mike from the Walking Line Podcast here. Check out this new fit tee. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we love you guys. See you guys. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.